Cat Staten, coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. Today, we're exploring an important question, sort of philosophically: Are men and women the same? Uh, it's funny; I don't even think it's really a philosophical question. I think it's more of a biological one. So, let's start off with a basic assertion, so as not to offend anyone: Men and women should have 100% equal rights and equal opportunity. There should never be any discrimination. There should not be a wage gap. There should not be double standards. I believe that men and women are capital E equal. I do not, however, believe that men and women are the same, which is the topic of today's conversation. So before you go all patriarchy on my ass, I wanna cite a study from 2013 that was written up in both Slate and Jezebel, um, which are uh, women feminist leading sites. And again, I cite myself as a feminist uh, who believes in equality. Um, and the study was shared on their sites to illustrate that in fact, men and women are the same. Uh, there's a link to this that should be in the blog post or the YouTube uh, video that comes with this. Uh, and the title of it is from, 2013, four years ago, men and women are basically the same, a new study says. Um, so if you click through and you read that, I'm not gonna make you do it right now. Um, the study reveals that for height and strength, it was clear that men and women are not the same. And again, all you need is a, a set of eyes to, to know that men and women are not necessarily the same. Um, men on the whole, there are women who are taller than individual men, but men on the whole, if you move the bell curve, they're men are generally taller and stronger than women in general. Um, but what they were focusing on, which I thought was interesting, are well, what is commonly termed in the relationship industry, masculine and feminine energy, right? Masculine energy, assertiveness, desire to have sex with multiple partners, um, uh, feminine energy, uh, empathy for others, caring about close relationships, closeness with a best friend. So what the study reported was that, and try to keep this all in your head at the same time since you're not looking at a chart necessarily, what the study reported was that being extremely assertive wasn't exclusively male, the same way being extremely tall or extremely strong was. To which I say, did we actually need a study for that? <laughs> um, nobody who's a coach for smart, strong, successful women could possibly think that there aren't a ton of aggressive, ambitious, opinionated, sexual women out there who embody some of the same characteristics of men. So doesn't that make the case that women and men are the same? No, it does not. The question isn't whether that these women exist in great numbers, because they do. We're talking about larger data. People take one thing, you know, like a, like a personal data point and they extrapolate it to say, well, if I exist, then therefore I'm representative of the entire population. That would be like a man who's six foot 11 saying, well, I exist. So, you know, there should be a whole bunch of six foot 11 men. Um, and that's not, that's not true. So it's not whether women who are, who could separate sex from love and are 
uh, aggressive and ambitious and inter interested in science. It's not whether they exist in, 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 in numbers, it's whether they are exist in equal numbers. And that to me is where the people who were reporting on this for both Slate and Jezebel ignored something really, really crucial. And this, you see it in the graph, they just didn't talk about it. In the very graph where the authors wanted to present that men and women were the same, they ignored that for the lower quartile of aggressiveness, right, the lower quartile of aggressiveness, what we in the dating profession call feminine energy, softer, more flexible, more likely want to want to please or be conciliatory, there were nearly twice as many women as men in the lower quartile of aggressiveness. And this is the chart designed to present the idea that women and men, men are the same, right? On the high end, men are, you know, a little bit more sexual, a little bit more aggressive, but the majority of women were in fact softer, more flexible, more likely to want to please or be conciliatory, right? They were less aggressive than men, right? So there are no shortage of women who carry themselves like prototypical men, and it's not a bad thing. It's not, you know, this, this territory is not exclusive to men, but there are a lot more women who carry themselves like prototypical women. This is not a criticism. This is not sexist. This isn't even an opinion. This is me looking at a graph that correlates with what we see in real life. Which gender is more likely to make fun of a friend's appearance? Which gender is more likely to start a fistfight? Which gender is more likely to feel comfortable with sex without commitment? Which gender is more likely to commit a crime? <clears throat> if you said men for all of the above, you would be correct. That doesn't mean you hate men. It means that in fact, men and women, even if we're 90% the same, might be 10% different. And that difference isn't merely sociological, inculcated into us by society, but it's biological. Men produce more testosterone. Testosterone gives men their sex drive, increases risk-taking, produces aggression. Go on Wikipedia, look up testosterone. So while we can't factor out how society raises boys and girls, and there's certainly something to that, we're foolish to try to factor out the biological differences between men and women as well. It's far smarter and healthier to recognize that just as there are women who are taller than men, but men in general are taller than women, men in general are also more likely to be aggressive, dominant, violent, competitive, and yes, sexual as well. Healthy men are able to keep this masculine energy in check in order to be not, not be domineering, Healthy women too have to soften up to have balanced relationships, especially with aggressive men. So anytime someone tells you that gender is just a societal construct and that there's absolutely no difference between men and women, just pull up that link to Slate and look at the chart that illustrates that women are nearly twice as likely to be non-aggressive than men, which happens to mirror what we see in society in terms of domestic violence, sex crimes, the prison population, that's not socialization, it's biology. Women have this over men, and it's sort of strange to pretend otherwise in the name of equality, right? So I know that if you're a woman who's listening to this, you don't wanna be a victim of a double standard, right? In any way, shape, or, or, or form. Um, but we have to remain vigilant about being based in reality here in this world. And here in reality, unfortunately, Men rape and they kill and they fight, and they're more sexually promiscuous than women, as pretty much anyone could tell you without having to do a study on it. Um, the insistence that men and women are the same is, well, 
to, to borrow a term, uh, I guess fake news, and it's from a post-fact world. And uh, we're not going to deal in that post-fact world. We're going to talk about the way things are, not just the way we would like them to be. And so I've already planted my flag in what I believe. Certainly what I believe is not based on what I want to believe. It's, it's on base, based on stuff that, that we see, that we study. Um, but uh, the reason I do these, these things is to stimulate the dialogue and, and, and see if uh, I could help you understand uh, things that might challenge what you already believe. And that's why we, we take callers on the Love You pod podcast. I'm going to start today with Jenny. Hello, Jenny. Thank you for joining me. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. Good. I just want to first start off saying I really appreciate all your directness and your thoroughness with your topics. They have been absolutely eye-opening for me, so thank you. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, I, um, I had you know, thought about this topic, and this has probably been the core of my um, you know, focus in my dating history and my dating career. Um, sure. Is, is, you know, the difference between the differences between men and women. Um, it seems like, you know, our, our women's uh, patterns, if you will, of, of, you know, the things that we tend to do in relationships versus what men tend to do don't seem to be to me to be as healthy. Um, you know, and so that difference of, of how do men how do men come to the point where they, they, you know, handle the whole dating process the way they do, where they don't get so hung up so early on, like a lot of women have a tendency to do, you know, we tend to get, um, you know, over-invested too quickly. We tend to, as you've so many times said, um, you know, uh, look at a first date as, you know, Hey, is this guy going to be my husband instead of, Hey, do I like you? You know, we kind of, we race, so far forward in the process because we want to see how it's going to end. Um, you know, and, and I've done that. I've been guilty of that myself through most of my life until I really started coming across material like what you cover. And, and even more so since I started listening to you um, and reading your stuff, I, I have really backed way off from doing that and it feels a lot healthier. I'm just wondering, you know, I almost think, the stuff that you teach should be required mandatory stuff in high school. <laughs> it would uh, save a lot if, of young you, girls a lot of happen, pain. If you could make that happen, um, well, let's, we'll continue this conversation. Um, I, yeah. I, 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 guess, I guess the question, because you've given me lots to chew on, is there something that you want me to specifically address? Well, how much of, how much of this, I know, you know, I'm not looking to, to change the differences or, or, you know, narrow the gap between men and women. I, I love the differences between men and women, just like I love differences in cultures. It's what makes life fascinating and exciting and, and something to look forward to. But, but, you know, is this, is this, I know you just talked about it, but a lot of our differences being hormonal and biological, but is, is it something that fathers teach their sons to, you know, Hey, it's a numbers game, you know, get out there and meet as many women as you can. And, and then pick one, or, or is it something they just intuitively know, or is it hardwired? Is it, is it something that, you know, these, these that all, they learn somewhere? <laughs> these are, no, these are all uh, great questions, and I'm not going to weigh in heavily on areas where I'm not that well-read or, 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 or genuinely an expert. Um, so let's, let's sort of just establish that. Um, I'm going to give you my 
opinion, which is different than a fact, about how this works. And we're going to sort of take this conversation a little bit deeper. Um, my opinion is that that the basis of this is biological. In fact, I remember reading something that really stunned me. It was uh, when Andrew Sullivan used to blog, um, he posted something from a woman who had a sex change and went from being a woman to a man. So I guess she's a man who had a sex change. She, she turned into a man and was taking testosterone. And this woman who became a man with testosterone uh, described the sensation of being a man with testosterone. And, and again, I remember reading it and laughing. Uh, she, he was saying, they were saying that, that it was almost like the world was, was hazy. Everything was sexualized, right? Like literally couldn't walk anywhere without turning their head and lusting for something, right? This was a woman who was taking testosterone who said, oh my God, if this is what it's like to be a man, I, I completely didn't understand that before. So I think that's, that's sort of the, uh, the normal, uh, it's, a, it's an anecdote, but it, it, it's, it's sort of the normal fallacy of, of we human beings is that we think and expect that everybody is going to think like us. And see this certainly in the realm of politics, um, but gender can get political too, right? And so the idea that everybody who is not us should think like us is, is false. And it creates a tremendous amount of unnecessary friction instead of attempting to understand where someone else is coming from. Um, we t attempt to demonize and make where someone else is coming from wrong. If you've ever read the comments in my blogs, it becomes like a gender war thing where women yell at men and men yell at women. And I'm like just the moderate who's like, you're both right and you're both wrong. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when, we, when we bring it back to your question, it, you know, is this biological, sociological, it would be almost impossible to isolate that and tease out what percentage is X, the same way that they, for years they've been talking about nature versus nurture for parents raising their kids, right? Right, if you're a parent, right. I'm a parent, your kids come with their own personality and all you can do is kind of guide them, right? It's a lot of nature. Yeah. You're kind of making the best of what you've been given here. So I think women and men are born with a personality that personality may be prototypically masculine energy, right? Doing, 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 achieving, fighting, dominating, right? Or feminine energy, being more agreeable, trying to get along with everybody, right? Um, my son and daughter happen to adhere to those stereotypes, but that's not necessarily the case with, with everybody. I think all we're saying is that on one end, men tend to embody the masculine stereotype in general, and on the other end, women tend to embody a feminine stereotype and there's a whole bunch in between. So I'm not really worried, Jenny, why? Because the why doesn't necessarily get us anywhere. I see a lot of people focused on uh, blame, like trying to, what can we do to change men so they can become more, more self-aware? I mean, I, I get right. a lot of that conversation. What, what do we do to, you know, fine, men, men like to look at women, men like to have sex, they can completely separate sex and emotion, right? So, right, um, right. So, so what can we do to change them and make it more like women? That, that's what I get. I'm like, I don't think that should be the focus of our energy is to try to change them. If anything, it's to understand they're going to be that way. So if you get bothered by the idea of having sex with someone that you may never see again, probably you shouldn't have sex until you're in 
a committed relationship if you can't handle it, because he can. And we have tons and tons and tons of, of evidence to back this up. So right. as I said, I'm more focused on the what are we going to do now rather than the why did we get here? Right? Is right. it taught by it fathers well, well, to sons? I, I, I don't know, but I do know that in general, most guys get the memo in third grade that if you like a girl, you have to ask her out. She's probably not going to do it to you. Right? <laughs> men, men, yeah. men reach out. You're pretty. Will you go out with me? Right? They'll pull, pull hmm. her hair. They'll, they'll tease her. They'll do, I'm going to get your attention. They'll do handstands. Right? You should see my yeah. four-year-old son. He, he, he sticks out his tongue when he, when he sees an attractive, we have a, 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 a pool and we give him swim lessons. He couldn't even get into the pool. He found one instructor so attractive. He was literally like, <laughs> right? See, so, had I known that in, in elementary and junior high, I would have realized that I was being flirted with instead of somebody was being mean to me. And, and, I, and I kind of, you know, I, I have probably been overly sensitive through my lifetime. And I'm sure there's a lot of women that, that can, you know, uh, relate to this where I've, I've just overinvested myself in too many ways and took things so personally in, in so many wrong ways that I look at it as I had allowed my own injuries because the guys weren't deliberately setting out to try to, you know, injure me or hurt my feelings or let me down or betray me. You know, they were just doing what was their life. You know, they're being themselves. And, that's, and, that's, the, and that's the real hard part, Ginny, when we get into mm -hmm. the political gender part of this, when I say, mm -hmm. well, this is kind of who guys are, I'll, I'll get, you know, I mean, not, not to be defensive, I'll, I'll get criticized. Well, you're just, you're just normalizing bad behavior. You're, people like you enable the Donald Trumps of the world or stuff like that. And, and I think that's a, a sort of a dangerous, slippery slope. I think there's a, there's a huge difference between acknowledging that your husband finds other women attractive, right? And sexually right. assaulting someone, for example, right? There's a right. big swath between normal and abnormal on that. And we have to speak out against people who uh, take this unfettered biological masculine energy the right to fuck everything that walks um that, that that is that's something that men need to be held accountable for and that's something that we need to talk about right but we can't go well, too, far to, the, it's too far to the other end of the spectrum and expect that every guy who sees you across a crowded bar is thinking i bet she's really really nice because that's not right. true there's never been a guy who approaches a woman at a bar because she looks nice. Right. Well, in some, in some ways, anybody's behavior, whether it's a man or a woman or a child's, is, you know, has a, a tendency to want to see where boundaries lie. And if, if they aren't given a boundary, then they're going to keep going. And that's right. probably a lot of women's fault, uh, you know, over the years for moving those boundaries around so much that guys don't even probably know where they are anymore. Well, I don't think of fault, Ginny. I, I mean, the terms I always use, if you're, you've been listening for a while, it's, it's not right and wrong. It's effective yeah. and ineffective. So I have a client the other day who's right. like, what could I do? I'm on a dating app and the guy swipes right and gives me his number to text him and then invites me over. And if I don't do it, then I'm going to lose him. And so I do it and then I go over his place and we hook up. And then like a week later, he texts me and says, hey, you want to come over? And like, how did I get here? I was like, you got here by not having any boundaries. So that's not a matter of fault. Uh -huh. It's realizing that a guy doesn't get to treat you any way that you don't allow yourself to be treated. 
and you can be right. warm and fun and playful and guide him on how you want to be treated. If you're stuck in the text buddy, fuck buddy, friend zone, whatever thing that is, um, that's, you're a willing participant in that. And if you make flirting with you fun, if you make the chase and the challenge and the dance fun, uh, a guy will respect it. And he's not going to only text you. You could get him to call you on the phone. And he's not going to demand sex on the first date um, because you're worth his while and you've shown him that's not how you roll. And if he wants that, he's going to go find someone else. Uh, it's having just the confidence to say no, but not get angry at men for trying. And I think that's sort of the big thing, the underlying thing that we're talking about is when you talked about your sort of self-imposed problems, it's getting angry that men do these things at all, right? How dare they? Don't worry about why they do it. You don't have to go out with that guy. You don't have to assume he's necessarily a bad guy. He's a guy who's saying, how much, how far could I get without putting in any effort? Because if I could swipe right, text you and not have to take you out to dinner or take my profile down and you're just going to come over and have sex with me, what incentive do I have to stop? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so my job as a coach for women is to help women, uh, A, understand that piece and nudge men into better courtship behavior so that you don't find yourself in the position of, why does this keep happening to me? It's not a fait accompli. It doesn't have to be this way, right? You can change the way you react to men by understanding men, setting healthy boundaries, right? And not inherently making men wrong for being men, whatever that means. And there's going to be some women who are like, well, I don't like men. I don't like the idea that he's <laughs> going to look at porn. And I don't like the idea that, that he's going to stay in touch with ex-girlfriends. And I don't like the idea that he's going to speak really bluntly and say something that offends me. Um, I just don't know how you get a man without all of those pieces. What you're really saying is I want to date a woman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's taking it, per, taking anything they do personally is, is counterproductive or it's not, it's just not going to get you anywhere. We're all allowed to decide on our boundaries, Jenny. Right. There's not one yeah. answer. Just the more, the more, walls you have, the more rules you have about how men are supposed to act, the fewer men are able to jump that. And some women say, well, fine, I'd rather be alone than be with a man who does X, Y, and Z. And that's a perfectly viable life choice. Um, what I try to illustrate through my work is, and again, I'm a, I'm a sensitive, over-communicative, I'm going to go to my daughter's PTA meeting later today, and I'll hear glowing things, I'll probably start to cry. I mean, I really have a lot of you know, feminine energy, but I could represent guys, you know, who are, who are sort of a, a, across the aisle and say, Hey, if I'm a good guy, who's successful and opinionated and, and loyal and ethical, and I do some of these things that you think are the worst things in the world. And my wife is happily married. Um, I got to guess that there's a whole bunch of guys like me out there. I have to guess that, that I'm not some sort of unicorn. And, right. and if a guy like me, I put myself, you know, when, when women ask me questions, I put myself in the shoes of the boyfriend. I understand where she's coming from. She makes it very clear. And I say, would I ever do that as a boyfriend? And if so, what's the justification or rationalization? So I could at least understand where he's coming from. Cause she's starting from the place of he's wrong. Right. And I'm starting from the place of, all right, is, is, is he, is he insensitive or is he actually a dick? <laughs> and I don't, I don't right, always yeah. know. Like, I don't always know the answer. 
but I try to come up with a plausible explanation as to why he's innocent before assuming he's guilty of the worst crimes a boyfriend could commit, which is usually not understanding women well enough. Right? And that's where this thing comes full circle. Right? So, some, all this work is, is how do you understand men and in the process of understanding men, enjoy dating more, make healthier decisions, have healthier boundaries, and find lasting love. Choose a guy who's, who's a compatible partner. I only do this because women ask. Right. Men are not asking for this kind of coaching that much, and so I don't offer it. it. But imagine a world in which there was, there was an Evan analog, and, and I talked to men who really wanted to understand women. Evan, why do women get so upset when I, you know, like someone else's hot picture on Instagram? Like, it's innocent. It's a hot picture. I'm not cheating. I'm not doing anything. I'm just acknowledging this, right? Why does, why does she feel so threatened by that, right? Wouldn't it be great if a guy mm -hmm. actually asked that question? But he's not. That's, that's <laughs> part of the problem is the, the lack of inquisitiveness on, a part, on the part of men to truly understand women. Women are married and they will reach out. I want to understand my husband better. I, I can't even fathom the idea of a man saying, I really want to understand my wife better. Can you help me understand you, my wife? Do you, do you think men don't lean towards doing that because they're, they're just okay with a lot more uh, things as they are? They're just more comfortable with life as it is? I, I, again, I'm not going to go too far into theorizing. I would say it is a strength that women have that men don't, is the power of, of introspection. It's, and it's why it's a stereotype. The guy who won't stop okay. the car to ask for directions, right? That didn't come from nowhere. Right, so okay. women take responsibility and look internally. Sometimes they blame themselves for things they ha that they haven't done wrong. It's just, no, he's just a jerk. It's not your fault. Your, your, your only fault was staying with the jerk, but it's not your fault. So I think women take, take everything internally and men have almost a blind confidence in their ability to be right, even when they're not. And again, I'm gonna try to avoid getting political on this one. But I mean, I, I, think, I, I think men have a blind confidence that they're right, even when they're not. And maybe if we reverse engineer it to something biological, you need that blind confidence to go up and approach a woman and demonstrate to a stranger why you're great and why she should have sex with you. Yeah, no doubt. No you, doubt. you need that kind of confidence. Otherwise, you're left out of the game. Right. So maybe that's hardwired. I don't, again, I'm not even going to try to, to, to tease out whether it's hardwired or whether it's sociological. There's a lot of guys who don't have that confidence. And you know what? Those are the guys who complain about women. Those are guys who never get laid. They stay in the friend zone, lead a life of celibacy, get angry at women for being so picky. They're the guys who, who don't have the, that almost irrational confidence that it takes to approach someone, pay for someone, ask someone out, buy a diamond ring for someone. Uh, and women don't seem to appreciate how hard it is to be a man sometimes, right? I understand all the problems that women have because it's my job. Most men don't think about what it's like to be a woman. And most women don't think about what it's like to be a man. And they both have their strengths and their weaknesses. Right. What do you yep. think? I mean, I'm all, all over the place here, but. <laughs> well, so am I. I kind of I did that to you on this call. So thank you. I, no, that was really insightful. And it, and it definitely filled in some gaps in my understanding or my ability to kind of break this down. So thank you. 
Well, I, I, I think it's just important to, to, to do what you said. Ask the question, not take, not take biology personally, reality personally, not spend too much time trying to change either the entire, an entire gender or even one individual. Right? If you don't like what a man's delivering, then get out. But don't spend your time trying to remind him how deficient he is, how he's doing everything wrong, how he's constantly offending. I mean, it, it becomes tiring. And again, these stereotypes of, you know, the, the resentful henpecked husband and the nagging wife, they come from somewhere. That's because women are in general not content with men. And there's plenty of reasons that they're not content with men. Those are valid reasons. We have to validate both sides. There's, there are valid reasons women initiate two thirds of, of divorces, right? But oh, wow. per, perhaps that would be lowered if women understood what men needed, which is mostly to be accepted as we are. Right? <laughs> yep. You're not gonna bring out the best yeah. in your guy by, by, by two thirds of your conversation starting with, here's what you did wrong today, and here's how you disappointed me last year. And by the way, I always hated the fact that you did this. And, Right, so these, and again, I hate to traffic in, in, in stereotypes, but they have, they have validity. It's the clueless, insensitive husband, right? And it's the, it's the hypersensitive wife who expects the man to read her mind. And when he, does, he fails to read her mind, uh, either blows up at him or constantly criticizes him. And how could you be in a relationship where there's constant criticism? So I think men mostly want to just be left alone, accept me, love me, this is what you see is what you get. And women say, he'd be great if he changed this, 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 and this, but I love him. But they're focused on the four things that he needs to change all the time. Yeah. So there are things that one can accept yeah, yeah. in a relationship and there's one, things that one can't accept, right? Kindness, consistency, communication, character. If your man is deficient in those things, you shouldn't even be in a relationship with him. But the, the, the little things, Right? Or the fundamental things like, hey, I chose to be a high school English teacher. I'm never going to be the rich guy. Stop getting on my case. This is, this is my life. I'm happy with my life. You can't constantly shame me or make me feel bad for choosing this career. Made up example. Yeah, right? so, so it, but, a, but a good one. Well, lo love, is, love is about acceptance fundamentally, tolerance. My wife tolerates me. That's her great skill. You wouldn't be able to tolerate me on a 24-hour basis. My wife does. That's a big part of why we're together, and it takes nothing away from her, her own strengths, her intelligence, her, her, her beauty, her kindness, to say that the, the glue that keeps us together is that she's the one who tolerates me in a way that no other woman ever did. And I think that once women understand that, that a man just wants to be tolerated and accepted, and if you could give him that, you've given him the greatest gift of all. So here's a, here's a quick question on just the whole opposites attract concept. Um, there's been a number of times in my life where I've made friends with guys that, you know, they just became buddies and we would be talking about, you know, well, what are you looking for in a person, in a partner? And, and they would list all these things and, and it, they would literally be describing me to a T and I'm standing there kind of with a half smile looking at them like, okay, so what, what's the problem? Sure. And I don't say anything. And then I proceed to watch them, pick a woman who is exact opposite of me yep. and, you know, date that person and, it, and, and they don't, you know, stay in those relationships very hold long, that. but you know, hold on to that. Just yeah. Hold on to that thought. I yeah. got it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yep. It's the equivalent of what happens 
we flip the genders around with nice guys. Nice guy, right, doesn't have masculine energy, doesn't have sexual confidence, isn't a, isn't, doesn't present himself as strong or opinionated. He just tries to nice his way into your heart. And he, he, he befriends you and he watches you date assholes and jerks and bad boys who are inconsistent and mistreat you. And he wonders why you don't choose him. What's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> the answer is that you're not attracted to him. Okay. He actually has everything that would make a good husband, but you're not attracted to him. And you can't convince yourself to be. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, yep. That's right, So he actually has everything. He is, he is nice and he's cute and he has a, a, a decent job and he's a great communicator and he really listens to you and he's always there for you and you just don't feel it for him. Yeah. All right. That's the story that you're telling me is that okay. when a guy says he's just, he, he wants you, he does want you, but he's driven by his attraction first and he figures out the rest later. So the okay. why do women go for jerks and why do men go for hot and crazy? We're driven by attraction and chemistry and we think that'll make it all better. We don't go for consistency and kindness. No one swipes right on Tinder for consistency. So if you're going to do any self-improvement, it's understanding how to tap into your feminine, sexual, right? Like instead of becoming the woman who's in the friend zone. And I'm, again, it's not something I could tackle with you right here, right now, but you can reverse the genders and it's sort of the same thing. There's lots of amazing people who are not turning on the opposite sex and wondering why they're overlooked for people who are almost objectively worse partners. Hmm. Right. So, so that whole that whole opposites attract doesn't really have a whole lot of merit. It has much more to do with just attraction itself. Attraction is not really a conscious choice. It's, it, I could be attracted to someone who's terribly bad for me. Yeah. Like attraction, like attraction's not attraction gets you there. It doesn't keep you there. So you stand the greatest odds of getting the attention of the opposite sex, if you're attractive, you're the attractive man or attractive woman, either physically how you look or your attitude, right? Some guys with money, it's attractive. Some, some women with big boobs are attractive or people have different things that they find attractive. The more you can induce attraction and be able to deliver on being a good relationship partner, the more you're really bringing to the table. And most people have one or the other. They're really, yeah, really nice, yeah. nice people who are not, not, making, not building up attraction Right? Or they're really attractive people for some reason or another who don't make for great partners. So when you find someone who does both, it's sort of the holy grail. The person who turns you on and also can be there for you in the hardest times. So um, again, I know we didn't really, I know we sort of discussed a lot and I don't know if we resolved everything, but uh, thank you for bringing up such an interesting topic. I, 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 I enjoyed thinking out loud with you. Uh, thanks, Joe. I really enjoyed this too. Thanks so much for having me on. No, really, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we only had one caller for today. I uh, can't help it when people flake out, but um, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on today's Love You podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Uh, I really enjoyed this, uh, this opportunity to share my thoughts, uh, stimulate dialogue, get your input. Um, just because I say something doesn't mean it's true, um, but I'm hoping it's like at least 90% there. 
Um, next week, I'm going to be interviewing uh, a friend of mine. Uh, her name is uh, Kimberly Seltzer. She's a dating coach. She's an image consultant. And our topic is what image are you projecting? Um, you, you really like this is for, for, for women, especially we just talked with my friend Janie, um, who, who's wondering, what am I putting out there in the world? Why do I meet these guys who think I'm perfect, but are not choosing me? If you find that you're, you're, you're missing the attraction piece for, to attract the guys that you want, pay attention to next week's interview with Kimberly Seltzer. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you like this coaching and you like this interaction and you want to be a guest to get free coaching on the Love You podcast, go to www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash podcast guest to see upcoming topics and ask your questions on those topics. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, iTunes, YouTube, follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And best of all, I give away the most free dating and relationship advice on www.evanmarkcats.com. Give me your name and email address, uh, and I will teach you everything you need to know about dating relationships, sex, and men. I will see you again next week on the Love You Podcast. Mm -hmm.